0: Well, I'm with Travis Snowd, General Director of Vision Baptist Missions. We're grateful to be here. And uh, Travis, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. Uh, we are talking to our friends and uh, about specific missionary topics. And uh, the topic for today is uh, raising kids on the mission field. Um, all of your children, I believe, were born overseas. Is that correct? That's right, yep. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, how do we—we'll uh, just jump right in, and uh, we'll kind of go back and forth on different um, topics and aspects, um, from the very beginning, obviously, uh, having your kids overseas, um, they're away from grandma and grandpa there. And I know many of our, uh, our missionaries, sometimes there's the feeling of, man, my kids are being robbed. They're not, you know, growing up how I grew up or with mom and dad, you know, their grandparents and, and, uh, aunts and uncles. Um, how do you offset that? um, so that your kids do not have an attitude. And, and I think that, I don't think any parent would do that deliberately, but sometimes, uh, that comes into the mind or we like, Oh, woe is me. Are our kids blessed to be on the mission field or is it a true burden that they're on the mission field?
1: So my kids didn't really fully comprehend that they were actually missionary kids for a little while. (laughs) I mean, they knew the term, but I think they just thought it was normal, you know, because they were just born there. Um, and so then uh at some point they're like yeah we didn't really know what all this meant you know so in one sense they kind of they kind of only know you know what what they hear from their parents so if you know if if, we, if my wife and I were constantly saying oh this is terrible and all your other cousins are doing this that and the other you know so i think probably the biggest thing is you have to focus on the benefits that you have you know you can always focus on the things that you're missing out on sure um and and you do genuinely miss out on things i think you 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 don't want to diminish it like, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know. Sure. But that's kind of part of your cross. But you also focus on the things you're allowed to do. Um, even now, like we just moved back to America and last Christmas, my kids were like, Can we can it be just us for Christmas? You know, because <laughs> they just got to the point they enjoy our family traditions. Um, this Christmas we will be with extended family, you know. But um so I think, you know, you can it's all about your attitude uh, as the, as the mom, the dad, um, and being, being excited about the things that are in yeah. front of you, you know? So I'd love to be my thoughts. Yeah. What you think. Amen.
0: No, that is good. Um, so how is, cause I think sometimes the, uh, technology is a wonderful thing, but it can be a double-edged sword, right? So, yeah. um, it could be a wonderful thing so that we can FaceTime or zoom in, uh, grandma and grandpa. And that, that's a wonderful thing. At the same time, it could be, uh, maybe something that just makes us sad because we're always yeah. looking at, man, your aunt and uncle gets to do this. I wish we get to do that. You know, yeah. um, What are some of the activities that you and your family enjoyed uh, as you served over in the United Kingdom that maybe you don't get the same activities here, but some of the things that you really enjoyed while you were over there?
1: Yeah, I mean, we were very spoiled, I think, in Ireland and England as far as we had a lot of things we could do. Um, Ireland, there was a whole lot of, you know, you could – drive out in the beautiful countryside you could go hike around some decrepit castle you know it got to the point i would be like guys we're going to go see a castle and they're like oh not another castle and i'm like y'all are spoiled you know um and then in 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 london you know we would go into central london we enjoyed that um Go out for fish and chips, you know, go to the seaside. Nice. Um, often it was like with hats and scarves and gloves, you know, but they didn't know <laughs> you're supposed cool. to actually get a suntan. Those were like a windburn, you know. You're <laughs> <laughs> so we tried to find things around us, you know, and yeah. I think every mission field, there's things you can find sure. to do. Yeah. Um, and so having, you know, really having a day off where right. you just do something fun as a family. Yeah. I think that is huge for your family. And just, and, and just being, you know, taking time to have fun, you know.
0: Now, Charles, before you left uh, the United Kingdom, uh, you took a tour. Maybe you can fill us in on this tour, why you did it, and uh, some of the mishaps that happened
1: along the way. Yeah, so one of the things I told my kids is I said, before you graduate high school, I'm going to take you in an RV around Europe for several weeks. You know, they were like, six or seven, they well, they're probably a little older, but I, it was like a rash vow, you know, because then, <laughs> and then I was thinking, I only have one year left. And I, it dawned on me, I was like, we have to go this summer, or it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, um, so I started crunching the numbers. And I was like, well, maybe we can downsize from an RV to, you know, like our our nine, our minivan, you know, yeah. but then the minivan broke down. <laughs> and I had to splash out on an actual like, RV thing, which, you know, in America, they have RVs, but this is a British RV. It was like, you know, barely four people. And there was five of us, you know, like Grant basically slept on the, on the table, you know, (laughs) with a few cushions. (laughs) So uh, anyways, we were all we were all excited to go Um, about three or four days into it. I was reversing and I ran into a lamppost in Germany and punctured a big hole in the back of the RV. So that was not a good start. Um, at some point, a rock hit our windshield, and we had this big crack across the windshield. And then kind of to cap it all off, we got robbed in Rome. And they, like, broke my – they broke the door uh, or the window to my door, basically took everything. Not our, We had all of our laptops and stuff in our backpack, but took, mm-hmm. like, everything we had. Um and so then by the time we got back to England, you know, this thing was like covered in duct tape. And uh, <laughs> we uh, we pulled into this very posh Swiss camping <laughs> with all this duct tape. And we were like, why are we looking at it so weird? And then we got out. We're like, it's probably all the duct tape. <laughs> so it was... It was a, It was a holiday to remember. Yes. Or a vacation to remember. So is it was
0: like a bittersweet when you guys yeah, mentioned that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it
1: took like about six months before we could laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> what were the things that were stolen in, in Rome? Well, it was it was basically like we had downsized everything because one of my ways of paying for it was I was like, give up the house because we're moving back use the rent money to pay for the... So we had already gotten rid of like 90% of our stuff. <laughs> the 10% we had left was in this RV. Everything personal and... Special to my kids, you know, yeah. like they're writing books and you know bestsellers, New York Times, and that's all stolen, oh, you know. Man. So it's all Bibles, clothes, you know. Oh man. So even now, I'll be like, "Hey, uh, get your hiking shoes." They're like, "Dad, it got stolen in Rome." And I'm like, <laughs> "They look at me like I'm the one that hired the guys that stole it." Like I promise you, I did not personally
0: steal this stuff. <laughs> all right, let's switch gears a little, Travis. What are some things that um that your parents did uh, that helped? form how you think and uh how you raise your kids or some things maybe that your wife's parents did that you implement and that you're using today you think that they're great um child raising you know tips
1: yeah so i think that um my parents taught us about hard work which i think was really good um both of us kind of came from fairly humble backgrounds um so we didn't have a lot, a lot growing up, but that was not a bad thing. Um, they were big on family. They were big on the church. Um, um, probably something that we did a little bit different um, to a degree that my family was um, in regards to outside influences. We still had a level of you know protection, but we also like we put our kids in the in the public schools over there and. Um, it was a fairly good education as far as that goes. Obviously, there's some things you don't agree with, but that, that helped our kids, you know, learn the culture. And I, I think that that can be a tool missionaries can use, um, in the right context. I'm sure not every country that would work, you know. Um, but yeah, let, letting us, letting our kids get involved, and my parents did that, let us get involved in different things. Um, And so, you know, I think all of those things were were different things that they taught us that helped us.
0: So what would be, okay, um, those are things
1: that your parents taught.
0: What would be a couple different things that you would say, um, you know, you were there 18 years, your kids were born there, and uh, Grant is 18 right now, Yeah. Mm -hmm. and uh, so all of his life overseas, and all three of them love the Lord and uh, want to serve the Lord, which is just a wonderful thing. Obviously, you credit that to the Lord and God's grace, God's goodness. What are some things that you would say that maybe God used to help them or that you would encourage our brethren that are listening, um, please don't
1: overlook these things. These are things that could help you as you raise your kids on the mission field. Yeah, so I think get them involved in the ministry. Let them feel a part of what you're doing. Our churches were always small, so they didn't have a lot of friends. Um, There wasn't like a massive youth group, you know, but... They loved our churches. They loved serving. Um, It was definitely, uh, they were like, one of their big concerns about moving to America is, are we going to be able to get involved in the church, you know? And and they have, I praise the Lord for our church. But they were, I mean, doing tons of things in the ministry. They got to rejoice in the victories, pray through the challenges. Um, So so I think that was good. I definitely think letting them get involved as much as possible Mm -hmm. in the community, whether it's sports, uh, whether it's, you know, school system. Um, We always tried also to cultivate friendships with other uh, like-minded missionaries or pastors Mm -hmm. so they could have friends that Mm -hmm. weren't going to necessarily leave if they, you know, moved or um, had a difference about some doctrinal thing, you know? So I think cultivating some of those friendships helped them a lot, um, and so we we just notice that sometimes missionary kids, they're like an afterthought. And it's like basically their whole life is about we're not in America anymore. It's We're going to have to sacrifice for four years, but eventually we'll be back to heaven when we get back to America. Hmm. And it's just a terrible way for a, sure. a kid to live his life, you yeah. know. Um, and to the point, like, when we decided to come back to America, I mean, it was – it was weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth, and I was like, you know, people actually like America, you know? <laughs> so they definitely found it difficult, because they loved loved where we were.
0: Yeah. Trev, what are some of the specific ways that um, that they could um, involve their kids? You said involve your kids in the ministry, which I think is a wonderful, but nevertheless, so it's not a broad stroke. Yeah. What are some specific things that the kids can
1: do to be involved in ministry? Yeah, I think f- simple things like Grant would, would do the computer and put the slides up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um they they were involved in the music ministry. They would help, you know, like in the nursery. My girls would yeah. um they would we would always go out as a family doing evangelism, you right. know, and they must have they've probably done each individually half a million, you know, yeah. <laughs> pieces <laughs> of gospel literature in homes. That was a big a big uh endeavor. Certainly setting up and taking down for church. Yeah. Um, and just giving them a little giving them jobs to do, you know, which yep. I'm sure at the time maybe they they you know, they were kinda like, We just have to do it, yep. but they, they got to where they really that was normal for yep. them, you know. And they they always do biscuits, which are cookies after okay. the service. So that was like a big highlight, you know. Um, I, I'm for that. <laughs> <And called> biscuits <laughs> or cookies Exactly. After so that, <laughs> they were like, What where's the biscuits when we yeah. got to America? I was like, <laughs> American churches, you know, they don't always do... <laughs> they're not on the cookies. Yeah, yeah, they're not on the cookie, yeah. the cookie clan. Hey, so. Uncle Jeff is there. We're getting cookies, buddy. <laughs> exactly. you better believe it. So, good.
0: Um, okay, you know, uh, Travis, discipleship begins in the home. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we overlook our kids, the closest ones to us, uh, to look for those others that are out there. Um, and, and may all the parents uh, that are listening, may we remember God's given us the first disciples right there. And what a blessing. As Proverbs twenty-two, everybody knows this, but uh, train up a child in the way he should go. It doesn't say train up a child. And the way he could go or would go, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you're the parent, um, you're the one. And so never forget that, that discipleship. Uh Travis, you're a great example, um, you and your wife on the way that you've raised your kids. You love your kids. They're still home. They're not out. Mm-hmm. But, and the fact that they love the Lord and, and I appreciate that. And that means that there's something there. It's only by God's grace that any of our kids Definitely. will follow and mm-hmm. love the Lord, yeah. but it, we cannot neglect our responsibility mm-hmm of discipling them in our home yeah. by our own life, by our own attitude, mm-hmm. by our own actions mm-hmm. in everything we do. I read in one book, it said, um, if we tell our kids with our mouth to follow Jesus, but our life shows a different thing, then one hand, we're leading them to heaven, while the other hand, we're trying to pull them down to hell. Mm-hmm. And that sounds rough, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is the importance of, um, uh, of the parental role. Yeah. Well, Travis, to conclude this time that we have together, I appreciate um, your your life. I appreciate your example and uh, the words. Maybe some just last-minute encouragement to parents that are listening. uh, Our audience would be our missionary friends. Some last-minute comments on um, love your children, you know, uh, follow, you know, with your children, help your children on the mission field. Maybe
1: some last-minute things right before we close out. Well, I'd say, first of all, we were not perfect parents. Um, and, um, you know, we were not like having 30 minute family devotions every day. Um, there's a lot of areas that I think Terry and I both say that we, we, we fell short, but through it all, you know, God, God worked in their heart. God worked in their life. Um, God brought people into our lives at various times to encourage us, to encourage our kids. Mm -hmm. We had one gentleman from America who just like adopted our family. He would email, um, and write and send gifts, and so various people along the way. So I would say, you know, um, you don't have to be perfect. Uh, You can be honest. It's okay to admit your your failings to the Lord, to your kids. Um, Look for the ways in which God is bringing good opportunities, good influences into your kids' lives. Um, You know, don't don't put your head in the sand. Um, Look up and see what is he doing, and, and, and enjoy, enjoy the journey, you, you know, know, enjoy the journey that God has given you focus on the positives. Um, you know, I would tell my kids, you know, one day you're going to brag about, you grew up in Ireland and Amen. London. I was like, you, and I think anybody grows up on the mission field anywhere in the world yeah. should be so thankful yeah. for Amen. that, um, and focus on the the privileges of that.
0: Now, uh, several years back, you even uh, sent Grant um, to Burkina Faso, is yeah. that correct? Yeah. And
1: uh, how did that develop in, you know, or, or help in his spiritual development and opening it was, the eyes? It was kind of like, I guess, his senior trip, but we found really cheap tickets to Burkina Faso, Uh, we, Jason Richel actually had come to visit us for a month in Northern Ireland and we thought, why not bless him in the same way he's blessed us. And, uh, no, he was probably a bit more of a blessing, but, but no, that was amazing experience for Grant, you know? And so there's just a lot of things you can do. And I think you just maximize the opportunities and focus on those. Amen.
0: Well, I appreciate your, your time with us, uh, today, Travis, and, uh, those that are raising the children. There's no perfect parent, right? But there's the right parent, because you're the right parent uh, that God gave to, um, you know, your children to have. And so praise the Lord, be that parent, right? And uh, thank the Lord for that. Travis, thank you for your time. Thank you. And God bless you. And thank you guys for listening.